welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints. I'm sitting here with Pastor John. John, how's your week going? Uh, good. How about you? It's been going good. Been good. Going good. We're still in our sermon series. It's it's been really good. But today we're going to be talking about money. Mm-hmm. So what do you have for us today? Yeah, uh, I want to start off with Jordan. Can, can I have fifty bucks? <laughs> I just like to start right there. No. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Of okay. course, you're gonna have fifty bucks. We're off to a bad start. Uh, no, I think um, you know one of the things that I think about key lessons in mm-hmm. life is uh, how, you know Jesus has said so much about money. Um, yeah. It was just honestly, I, I heard somebody say this one time that if a pastor preached on money as much as Jesus did, he'd probably get fired <laughs> from the church. Uh, you know, it's 10 times more than like yeah. faith. I mean, it's crazy how much he talks about it, but I think it's because money controls us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus actually is real practical about that. He, there's a key verse mm-hmm. that to me gets my attention and it's Luke 12, 15. And it's, it says, he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Mm-hmm. And so what I want us to kind of dive into today is this idea of, you know, Jesus says, watch out, be in your guard. I mean, you know, um, you know, Jesus never says, this is, uh, never says, beware, watch out for adultery. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think this is something that happens to us and we don't even know it. Yeah. Adultery, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. about something like that. But and there's all kinds of greed. I mean, you can have greed with a lot of money, you can have greed with no money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think it's so you know, I've <clears throat> so I had a friend who did this uh, men's Bible study at lunch and he was going through the seven deadly sins. And so he's going through these, you know, there's like anger and pride and sloth, you know, I mean, you know, that's always a fun word, sloth and, you know, uh, lust and all this kind of stuff. And uh, he had this other guy goes, well, yeah, he come, let me look at the schedule. Have you got all these books? He goes, yeah, yeah. You know, here's when we're doing it. It was a lunch men's group Bible study. And, he looks at the schedule and he says, oh, you're going to be doing greed, you know, like three weeks. He goes, yeah, three weeks I'll be doing greed. He goes, no, nobody will come to that. And he goes, why will nobody come to that? And he goes, because nobody thinks they're greedy. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks they're greedy. We all think we know somebody who's greedy. Yeah. Well, we never put ourselves in that category. But if you read what in the Bible what Jesus says about greed, we all got money problems. We yeah. all have greed problems. Mm-hmm. And so... I want us to look at kind of um, this whole idea of Jesus says, "Don't chase it. Don't don't get into greed." We know what greed means, and so what happens to us, or why do we do this, or if we do it, what happens to yeah. us? So let's kind of dive into that. I think first thing is that it, it kind of makes your self worth based on possessions. Mm-hmm. So I think here's the test. Let me. I'm just going to ask you this. Going to give you the test. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever felt uncomfortable about somebody when you're with someone who's really wealthy? Does that that's that, a good question? Does that make you feel have you ever felt uncomfortable? No, I don't think so. That's good. That's I don't good. think so. Yeah. Um, I get uncomfortable when they start talking about 
how much money they have. Okay, like stuff they have. It's just like, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it just makes you feel weird. It yeah. makes you feel like you're, you're out of place, I guess. Yeah. But if you're around them, I, you know, we know a lot of wealthy people and it's almost like a, it's kind of like an honor to be with them, you know, because I get to learn from them and, mm-hmm. and hear their mind and stuff. So I don't think I'm, no, I don't think I get awkward around them. It's yeah. just when they just start talking about like everything they have and it's kind of like yeah. this, this brag stuff. That's when it gets weird, yeah. weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I am that much. I think I used to be. I think I used to be a little bit uncomfortable around, oh, you know. Um, Is it just because, like, the lack of what we have that you're, you're kind of comparing or you're, like, going, uh, like, like you think about, oh, how am I dressed, how are they dressed, how are they acting, okay, how they – I got you. You know, da-da-da-da-da, all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, because I think in our world today we all know someone for sure. Everybody knows somebody who – is much more wealthier than they are. Even the wealthy people have people that they run into yeah. that are much more wealthier than they are. So mm-hmm. kind of, so we always we can't get away from the. Mm-hmm. Do I have enough? Is it I got to chase more? I think we we have that around us all the time. Uh, we see it. Um, I mean, it's just it's all it's all right there, but. It, you know, basically, Jesus said in in this real important chapter, Luke mm-hmm. twelve, he says basically, life is not an abundance of possessions, and so it's it's just what's your scorecard? You know, it's kind of like I think to me, it says to us, what is our scorecard? <clears throat> if you have more, you feel better about yourself. I, you got the wrong scorecard because yeah. I mean, it's not God's scorecard at all. That's mm-hmm. the world's scorecard of. Oh, you've got that, so you're whatever, whatever. So I think it's a testament to to really rich people that don't talk about that stuff. Right. I mean, because I know that we both know people that are like, you would never know that they're millionaires and it's just the way they talk and the way they carry yeah. themselves. It's like their scorecard is right on the money. Right. It's it like is. A, about family. It is. They're always giving encouragement about being in a church, you know, being in a, a good community. And it's like you would never even know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have friends like that too. It's yeah. Like, oh, gosh, I didn't even know I was sitting. And I think it's kind of some of the other thing about it is another part of where greed comes in is when you don't have anything and you think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You think about money or chasing money or if I just had this, I think that's another part of the greed materialism. Interesting. Interesting. And so it's not that you you can have it with a lot of money. You can get arrogant with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all that. You can you cannot have any and just kind of look down on everybody that does and then always you you think about it all the time. It's good all the time, and so I think you know it's a key lesson Jesus gives us about hey that's one of the things it's going to do to you if you chase it. Mm-hmm. Another one that I think this is a big one is it makes you have as your security your money or your stuff or whatever. That's your security. Like, I got this much in the bank, I'm good. But it never is. I mean, I mean, that's never satisfied. It never satisfied. And it's the whole deal about it can mold, rot, be stolen. Yeah. It can be gone in a heartbeat. And really, it doesn't. What kind of security? I mean, the what kind of security is money against the tragedies of life? Right. Right. Yeah, it doesn't compare. Yeah, it doesn't compare. It doesn't do anything. I mean, it doesn't. It does, you know, it doesn't stop death. It doesn't stop an accident. It doesn't do any of those kinds of things. 
And the whole story that Jesus told in Luke 12 is about a guy who's saying, ah, I'm good, my life, I'm set. I'm, you know, he says, I've got grain laid up for many, many years. I can take life easy. And then his life is over. Yeah. And it's like, what good did all that do for him? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think, I mean, how much do you think, I mean, I think for everybody, money is just some level of security. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just when it gets out of control. So where's the line? Where do you think the line is on that? Where it goes from, it's okay to, sure, you think, you know, and you got to be wise and a good steward and you will provide for your family and all those kind of things. But in all that, where's the line that if you cross over, okay, now it's become yeah my security, maybe instead of God even. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, which I had two questions for you today. Okay. Um, but you kind of already answered one of like, you brought up the scorecard. Yeah. I have some people in, in my circle that we actually got in an argument not too long ago because I was like, man, all y'all talk about is money. Like all y'all talk about is how can we get this deal? How can we do this? And you kind of answered that in the way of going, their scorecard is not right. right. And so on the same line of that, my next question to you was, you know, we, we talk about uh, being biblically illiterate, mm-hmm. but I think in the same want, in the same way, uh, people don't know the scripture or don't know where that line is. And I remember asking a couple of people, like, what do you think is, is a sin, you know, when it comes to money? And they're like, well, well, money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about this too. There's like, no, the love of money is yeah. the root of all evil. Yeah. And so that's where I think the line is drawn in the sand of going, do you just love money or are you using money to help you uh, further the kingdom or help you be able to do what you can do for the kingdom? Yeah. So that's where I think the line is, is, is are you like in love with money? Um, but those are the two questions I had for you. The, I get that a lot when I ask that question. Like, what do you think, you know, is, is money bad? Oh, it's, it's, it's the root of all evil. It's like, no, mm-hmm. the love of money is the root of all evil. So that's where I think the, the line is. Um, but I, I have a lot of friends that just talk about money nonstop. Yeah. And I feel like it comes from the love of that. Right, right. No, I think that's a huge thing where, and I think that is the line where it becomes something you pursue. It's your goal. It's your, you know, your everything. It's your precious thing. It's yeah. your security thing. It's the, everything that you kind of find, have the foundation you base everything on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think you leave God out of the equation because God is the only ultimate security. Mm-hmm. And we make something else to replace God. It's real simple. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's just a basic kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that happens is if we, I think a trap with money and how it controls us is we think it's our stuff. Mm. We think what we have is ours. And, um, you know, it's, I, I just think God's going to remind us at times, no, it's not. I gave that to you. You're supposed to be a caretaker of it. And how you how you dealing with that? How are you doing that? Yeah, being good stewards. Yeah. What would be one thing, one action step that you would leave the listener with to maybe um, understand that principle? Like, I can't be in love with my possessions or I can't let my possessions control me. Mm-hmm. How can they take action steps to go, I'm going to use whatever is given to me to pour out again? I, I think it comes down to, I mean, there's so much in the Bible about this, that you have to lead your life with, live your life with generosity. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think, you know, yeah. it's interesting in Luke um, in Luke 12 and then in Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is talking about the same kind of topic, he uses this really weird story. He says, right in the middle of money, he says, you know, if your eye is dark, then your whole body is dark and, you know, a light enters your eye and then the whole body is full of light. It's like, what's that got to do with money? Mm-hmm. Well, it has a lot to do with money because it's saying that what you're looking for affects all of you. And to me, it's like you should have wow. a generous eye. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a person who's in, in need. I'm going to help them. Here's someone who's poor. I'm going to help them. Here's uh, someone who's in trouble. I'm going to help them. Here's my church I'm on mission with. I want to help. I want to step in. I mean, I want, mm-hmm. I'm want. i looking for ways to be generous. And honestly, um, the the whole idea of a dark the darkness is we know we just look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. I need this. I need that deal. I need to have this. I need to have that. And we're not looking anywhere other than ourselves. And to me, I, I guess generosity to me, what Jesus is saying, generosity is where are you looking, and what's your focus, and are you looking to help and to give, and you know, even where it might be even sacrificial, mm-hmm. you know. Um, are you willing to do that? So that that I think is one one key step is going to be how easy is it for you to give things away, and are you is it part of your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jesus wants it to be part of our life. Yeah, I think a final one is simply this: is that you're going to have we're all going to have treasures. There's something that we treasure that's at the center of our life, that's our security, that's our goal, that's our purpose, and it's simply make Jesus your treasure. That's good. And if you make Jesus your treasure, all these other things kind of fall into place, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God has everything, but he, what he wants is our heart, and he wants us to make Jesus our treasure. And if we do that, we'll, our eye will see things differently. Our actions will be different. In a really tough area, I think, that we all deal with, which is money. Yeah, I mean, it's just an easy one to kind of fade out on. Mm-hmm. So, um, so any other thoughts on that $50? <laughs> I got it for you. I want to take it just a one step deeper. Okay. Um, the world we're living in today, I mean, with social media, you see a lot of stuff and a lot of backlash on churches and the way they use their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I hear you saying is like, no matter where it's at, like even you hear, you know, both sides of the pendulum, you know, Jesus was poor don't have any money rather than Jesus wants you to be filthy rich. Right. right? Oh yeah. Um, and you see these churches doing these crazy things. So as a pastor and even Jesus he, in his ministry, they handled money and they, you know, tried to be good stewards of that. So what would you say to people like in ministry um, to be good stewards of that rather than you working in a church or you just being in business yeah. in general? What would you, what would you say to that? Well, I think I think you've got to build into everything you do. You've got to build in the same kind of generosity. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, a church should be. Oh, I mean, we represent Christ. We should be very, very generous in what we do Absolutely. as a church. Yeah. And you know, I think it's interesting because um, when we started, when we b- built a building, built this building we're actually in right now, mm-hmm. um, we said right right off the beginning. You know, a part of this is going to go. Oh, yeah, we're going to give it away. Yeah, we're giving it away. What comes in, we're going to give some of this away. Mm-hmm. Just is not all even going to go to a building. Yeah, 
we, we need to build this building. We, we didn't, we need, you know, we didn't have a building, but you know, it's, and so it's, people can go, it just shows to me how people can go to so many extremes on this. For sure. Sure. But it's simply that, yeah, we should be generous. A church should be generous, and it should be built into everything and everything that we are, Yeah, that we're willing to do that and to be part of that. And Crestview has shown that time and time again. So thank you for that, John, and thank you for your leadership. Um, to the listener, we hope this has blessed you, um, that you would not you know, think of yourself as someone that needs possessions to, to be somebody, but you would just show the love of Christ and let that operate in every area of that. And so we thank you for joining us today and we hope to see you next time.